0: Hello everyone. This is Health Healing in Hampton Roads. I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, Executive Director of Public Health Initiatives at Norfolk State University. And today we are going to talk about epilepsy. But perhaps, not, well I don't know, if you know about epilepsy maybe it's the way you think, but if you don't know about epilepsy I think you might learn a few things and connect to some wonderful people. So I am super excited to have today two guests who are going to talk about their lived experiences. I have Travis Spratley. Hi, Travis.
1: Hello, guys. How are you doing?
0: Good. Thank you. And Shekaya Kinsey. Hi, Shakaya.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. So let's start out with who are you? <laughs> so where are you from? What's your connection to Hampton Roads? Oh, well, I'm veteran.
2: I got here from the Navy. I was in the Navy for five years, so that's how I'm connected to Hampton Roads. Currently reside here in Norfolk, and I am a government contractor with MSC.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, Norfolk definitely is a military town, so that's really great. Yes. And so how do you like it? I
2: like it. Um, I've gotten a lot out of Virginia and the military. Uh, My family started here, so I like it. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So where else have you lived?
2: I'm from Topeka, Kansas. I've only lived here in Topeka.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I bet you've heard this. You're not in Kansas anymore, right? All the time. (laughs) Cookie Hills. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Dorothy,
1: where's Toto?
0: (laughs) And what about you, Travis? Where are you from, and what's your connection to Hampton Roads?
1: I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. uh, Born and raised, you know. Just a hardworking young man from Norfolk, Virginia, you know. Okay, now. Just, that's all.
0: So, have you lived anywhere else? No, I haven't. Okay, so, no, so, okay, so here's what I get to ask you. How do you say Norfolk?
1: How do I say it? Yes. (laughs) Norfolk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some people say Norfolk, Norfolk. Norfolk. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: I mean, it just depends on the, you know, the environment, the time, you know, but. Right oh, now. Is that so how you say it? Right now it's Norfolk. <laughs> <yes>. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're on the university campus with
0: Norfolk, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys do
2: <laughs> spend a lot of time with my daughter and i love being on the beach uh, again military background so my friends and family is spread out so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: all right so hello daughter what's her name
2: <laughs> london
0: hi london <laughs>
2: that's my baby <laughs> she's two
0: nice yes. okay well hi london later when she can understand this conversation all <laughs> right <laughs> What about you? What's your role? What do you do here at Hampton Roads?
1: I grew up cooking. Like, I'm a chef, passion for cooking. Cooked maybe in like five restaurants around this area, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I love to do, you know, so. Nice. That's I actually met her at working, you know, mm-hmm. in a restaurant, so.
0: Nice. So what's your connection? Because everybody won't know.
2: Yeah, so we met actually, like you said, at work down Waterside in the kitchen. I was a prep cook, and he would host parties and stuff, and we didn't at first think that we liked each other. It was kind of more of a conversation, uh-huh. you know, work environment, and then I had left, and he reached out to a co-worker and came and found me.
0: All right. There we go. And which y'all can't see are the big grins, you know, that are happening because of the relationship, <laughs> which is really cool. So, just as an aside, I've been watching Hell's Kitchen. I like Top Chef. I mean, is any of that legit, or... Do you guys not watch the, do you not watch those shows?
1: <laughs> yeah, I watch the shows, and that is, it's legit. Like, the kitchen, it becomes a very hectic place, you know. It definitely, you know, it could get very, yes, Yeah, overwhelming. it did, okay, okay. <laughs> it, it very seems, overwhelming, you know.
0: It seems really intense.
1: Yes, it can. It become very intense, you know, hot. But it's it's not made for everybody, everyone. So, you know, they say if you can't take the heat, then not <laughs> the kitchen. okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay now thank you very much you have opened my mind <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i have a passion for cooking like my i grew up watching my grandma cook you know just sitting by the kitchen watching her cook for the family you know huge meals you right. know, big meals for everyone and uh, i just took all of it in and i just couldn't wait to do it
0: nice that is so great especially because there's an element of passing our history on right through the food and the the traditions that we have around the table so that's really awesome yep so we're here talking to meet you guys first of all right and then to also talk about epilepsy and living with epilepsy so my first question actually relates to what you're you were just saying right now so tell us about your connection with epilepsy and then Is there a connection between what you do as a chef and epilepsy?
1: There is a connection. I mean, I really can't be in a restaurant anymore like I would like to be because of Mm -hmm. epilepsy. You know, Mm -hmm. the type of epilepsy that I have, it slowed me down in the kitchen to, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be wise for me to be in the kitchen anymore.
0: So is there anything, and the reason I said that is I wondered if there's something about how you eat that connects with, epilepsy. Mm -hmm. your experience living with epilepsy.
1: I was told to switch up the way that I eat Mm -hmm. or the way that we eat because, you know, um, the sugars and stuff, cut back on sugars, try to go more the organic route, you know, more veggies, Mm -hmm. you know, fruits, things like that, you know, try to eat more healthier because it does play a role, you know, somewhat in... My Epilepsy. Like, we don't know what's what, like, exactly what's wrong, like, why right now, but okay. they say if I want to get better, then to definitely switch up my mm-hmm. eating habits, you know.
0: So, tell us your story.
1: My story is uh, like I said, I'm a hardworking man, hardworking young man, mm-hmm. I'm 35, yes. but I'm yes, <laughs> young, okay, <laughs> hardworking yeah. young man. And, um, I definitely have a passion for cooking. I've been working since I was 14 years old, and I had dreams and goals of becoming a, a executive chef. And I was almost there until epilepsy hit. Yeah. I mean, I was 30 years old, you know. Just came back from Texas, flew back from Texas, you know, working, opening up restaurants. And then all of a sudden, I just, you know, I got completely slowed down. Like, my life just stopped because of this epilepsy, you know. No one knew what was going on, you know. I was trying to figure it out. There was really no answers at the time. Of course, it was frustrating. It still is. It could be frustrating to this day. But I try to keep my head up, keep Mm -hmm. a positive spirit, you know. I have children, you know, to, I put them first Mm -hmm. before I I do anything. Like, as far as putting my head down, I have a bad day. I always think about, you know, my kids. I owe them more to keep going. Just trying to keep my head up, keep going, Mm -hmm. stay positive, you know. And also meet others like myself because, you know, uh, I know that there are others like myself out there just need to get together and, you know, raise more awareness right. for epilepsy.
0: Which is why we're here, which is amazing. Okay, but shout out to your kids. Who, who are we shouting out to?
1: Um, my son. His name is Tarek. I have a daughter. Her name is Johnny. Another daughter, her name is Kennedy. Uh-huh. And, of course, London.
0: Those are beautiful names. Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, Shakia, tell us more about your journey.
2: I started my career in the military right out of high school. So that's, again, that's what brought me here to Virginia. And luckily being here in Virginia, we made this connection. And being in a household with um, a person that has epi- epilepsy, it takes a lot of adjusting, a lot of patience, understanding that this condition is can hinder them in ways. So you have to be very supportive and being able to connect to these different resources even when they're not able to just like uh that epilepsy, Epi- epilepsy foundation uh, conference that we met Mr. Evans at this was our first experience with that type of event and that opened our minds to different resources and our mindset to being Whew, let me breathe
0: sure absolutely take your time <laughs> my take heart time. is beating fast yeah, cuz this is time. this is
2: a very sensitive sub- subject sure. for us you know it was a life changing event for both of us. Like I said, just being patient and showing him that I'm there, regardless of what it looks like, you know, because this condition can have them feeling like they're alone. And being able to connect to resources that people don't know about, you know, like you said, that's why we're here. We need to bring awareness to the situation, especially in our community, because I don't think there is a lot of people Connected to resources because they don't know, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. When you say our community, what do you mean? I the African American community. Black and brown. Yes, yes. Okay. yes. Let's be, you know, we can be specific. That's oh, yes, good. yes. <laughs> and especially
2: for African American men, mm-hmm. it's very rare. It's a very small percentage. And I'm excited about being able to connect him with resources and people in his community because there was a point where I didn't feel like I had any answers or I didn't know what else to do you know Mm -hmm. all the love and support and I think I understand but I'm not going through it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so connecting him with these communities and these resources is very imperative right
0: yes that's right thank you thank you for making that point thank you for being here um let's gears just a little bit. So how do you talk about it with your kids? I mean how old are they? I mean well we know the two-year-old is not quite there yet (laughs) but you know have you thought about how you would how you talk about it with your kids?
1: Um, I'm a very straight up person and I hate to like I don't hate to say but the way that came off I just be very honest with my children you know Um, they know they understand they saw they've seen things that I've been through you know and for me to even still be here able to talk about it with them is a blessing in itself so mm-hmm. you know I just tell them you know the truth let them see you know of course it makes it, you know it's, it's frightening to them you know and my son he's 19 um, okay. so you know he understands my daughter Johnny she's 13 I have an 8 year old daughter she's 8 well, her name is Kennedy she's 8 so you know they pretty old enough to understand you know about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Not 100%, but they kind of, you know, they know. So I just continue to tell them, you know, just the truth. Right. You know, mm -hmm. how frustrating it is, uh, how blessed I am, you know, at the same time. And I'm never going anywhere. I'm not going to stop.
0: That's amazing. And I mean, that's so important because that's life, right? I mean, I think I think sometimes people think oh well, I don't know anybody with epilepsy I don't have epilepsy why, why am I listening to this well people have to deal with a lot of things <laughs> even just related to health in general so maybe right. you have something else maybe you have diabetes maybe you've had a stroke or maybe you broke your leg I mean it, it is really important to talk about the connections that we have how, it's, how important it is to share you know how it's okay that it can be traumatic but you can still come through it how we love each other I mean all of these things apply in so many different ways so it's amazing that you guys are here
2: all right they understand like the importance of his sleep when he needs to take his medicine Mm -hmm. we definitely have them understand that this is important for daddy to get sleep because this can be a trigger to having a seizure and that can you know make us have steps backwards when we're trying to move forward so all those things we make sure and very clear that They understand, like, daddy needs to sleep. He has to take his medicine on time. You know, we can't do certain things. We're limited to certain things. Their dad is limited to certain things because of his condition. Right. So, yes.
0: Yeah, but that's so important. I mean, it's teaching discipline. It's teaching sensitivity to other people's situations. Um, And who knows? Maybe one of them will be a physician or a public health expert or something because of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's amazing. So, you talked about going to a conference. Like what were some of the specific things that you did while you were there?
1: Um got I got to meet other people like myself, uh for the first time ever. Well, not the first time. ever. My little cousin, she's thirteen. Her name is Shalazia, she has epilepsy also, so mm-hmm. um I keep her under my wing. Um, but uh, yeah, got to meet other people, other men like myself, you know. Um, other people like myself got to learn more about epilepsy. Um uh, Got to just get a better understanding, you know, of what's going on, and like you said, open more doors, more resources, you know, and things like that. Like I met Miss Miss Dina at the conference. If it wasn't for the conference, then I wouldn't be here. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't think I ever miss another one, well, there <laughs> just you go. because of the resources, the information, and you know, just mm-hmm. the people, the support. Mm-hmm.
0: And did they have a specific group for? Family members, or was there a specific focus for
2: that? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Oh,
0: okay, I, I don't believe so.
2: But Maybe we definitely made <laughs> right, right, right. We did. Um, we did learn there's a couple support groups out there, but it's, it's very rare. Huh. But actually, the support group that we that I followed on Instagram—that's how I was like, able to connect to the uh, epilepsy uh, conference that we uh, went to. So connections is very important that we made. Right. Nice.
0: Yes. And for those folks who don't know, who's Miss Dina? So Dina Lattimore is the media manager for the Center for Public Health Initiatives here at Norfolk State. So she and I work together, and she is taking the lead, actually, on a grant that we receive to engage in, in community engagement and communications around epilepsy. So that's one of the reasons why we're awesome. focusing on it right now. Exactly. So thank you to... Uh, dina for that connection Mm -hmm. so is there anything specific we haven't talked about so far that you want to make sure that people know about in terms of your lived experience
1: Hmm. first though let me start by saying um i am very blessed you know we are very blessed uh to wake up each day every day you know People with epilepsy, I just want everybody to understand, you know, that if you ever come in contact, meet someone with epilepsy, please just I don't know, just try to understand them because I just I'm thirty-five, I just got epilepsy when I turned thirty out of nowhere, you understand? So when I got epilepsy, like fifty percent of my independence was snatched away from me. Mm. You know, completely just like that, you know, and I didn't understand it. So me being young, at the time, I was being you know stubborn, hard headed. Didn't want to. I didn't want to do what I knew was right because you know I'm like, yeah, it's not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So it took a, a little while for me to get it through my thick skull and understand you know, and like I said, put my children first. Think about them before I make any decisions. You know, even when it comes down to driving things like that because I've been in two accidents. One, that's why I'm very blessed to even be here. You know, one. I don't understand what I mean. I understand. I know why I'm here, but just try to understand people with epilepsy. That's all, you know. And try to help them. And just, like I said, just understanding. That's all. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. understanding.
0: And how could we help you? I mean, if I, what would I do if you had a seizure and I saw that that was happening?
1: It's very scary. You would see it, like witnessing a person. Some some of those can be very scary. But just mm-hmm. stay calm. Call the ambulance, of course. If you don't know what's going on And just try to make sure that person Doesn't hurt themselves or hurt anyone else Because you have different types of seizures And I didn't notice until I started having seizures you know, It was like over 70 something different types You know so Like I said just stay calm uh, Make sure that person doesn't hurt themselves Or anyone else And call, call the emergency department mm-hmm. The ambulance to try to get help That's all you know That's it
0: that That's good. That sounds good. Thank you. What about you? What, it, what what would you want to make sure everybody knows about that we haven't talked about?
2: At The misperception of epilepsy and having a seizure, like Travis said, just be patient. Just look at a person you can't tell that they're epileptic. He didn't speak on it, but he had an experience where he got in contact with the police and They didn't know Mm. at the time what was happening. So they automatically, not knowing, think he was under the influence of drugs or alcohol. So just be mindful of if you see a person, I don't know, maybe staring off or just just be patient. Don't automatically assume, you know, because there's different conditions like epilepsy where people— have this misperception of them being intoxicated or under drugs, or another one that we just learned it's a demonic spirit, so
0: which again is the myth right correct correct <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: so just just be patient, be patient again, don't jump to conclusions and assume that something is wrong
0: right. You can't assume you know what people are going through. Right, exactly. You have to figure that out before you jump to conclusions. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's a powerful thing. You know, thank you for expressing that because that's very powerful. Yes. Yes. Okay, so let's shift gears just a little bit. So far we have had some amazing information, and thank you so much for sharing your stories. It's, it's serious, right, And that we know that there are things that people who are living with epilepsy have to deal with. But let's shift back to what we talked about earlier. So Charles, tell us a little bit more about, I mean, we know you're cooking, right? So, so what's up with that?
1: Yes, now that I'm home, more because working has slowed down like a lot that I'm home more I love to cook like cooking is my passion I love to cook you know yes I'm constantly in the kitchen baking cooking um, breakfast lunch dinner desserts <laughs> just anything everything you know just to keep my mind mm-hmm. steady and I love it like I love cooking like it just it is. I love to see people's faces after I eat I mean after I cook and they eat like mm-hmm. first thing I'm looking for is their face you know I like to see the look on your face so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That sounds like everybody, where where did you say you live living? No, just kidding. <laughs> if you want to see a smile, I'll come over.
2: Oh, yeah. Have <laughs> yes. hey,
0: you thought about having a business focusing on that? Like, having focusing on diets that you know would support people who are living with epilepsy, for example?
1: Yes, I thought about all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Like I said, with what's going on right now? Um, I finally, like, taking in what's going on with me, like, just like okay this is what's happening and I'm following the right process so as soon as I get more motion and more stability with my situation then that's the first thing I'm going to do is open up a little small you know restaurant or stop start a little pop-up shop here and there mm-hmm. you know my goal was to actually own a food truck but unfortunately I can't drive so right. you know that slowed stop me So We have to adapt. Yeah, yeah, you have to right. adjust, you know. Life is all about adjustments, you know each and every day so long (laughs) he's being modest
0: (laughs) i was gonna say okay y'all heard it right here right and uh, i'm supportive of that so you just let us know and you can come back and we'll talk more about the business and how that would be that's amazing
2: Tell him about them pound cakes and chocolate chip cookies. Okay, now. Like I said, he's being modest. He gets down in the kitchen. Our baby girl is spoiled with breakfast in the morning with homemade pancakes, them buttery homemade old fashioned grits. Yeah. Yeah, he be (laughs) like you say, he get it from his grown mama because them grits be "Mm, something good, not them five minute instant things. Yeah, we went searching one a morning for some old-fashioned ones. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Yes. That's because, you know, in terms of business, it usually succeeds the most when you're doing something that you're passionate about. Yes. Absolutely. Right? And it's just highly motivated mm-hmm. <laughs> to focus mm-hmm. on. So. Like,
1: um, I love to do it, so it's not a job to me. Like, when I get in the kitchen, right, time flies because I'm having fun. Like, it just goes by so fast. I'm having fun, you know? Like. And I love to be in the kitchen with others, too, like myself, who, you know, do the same thing because Mm -hmm. it's like a small competition that no one knows about, you know. That looks good. No, that looks good. You know what I mean? And it just helps each and every one of us get better, you know, just a little.
0: Look, here's another idea. I'm just going to throw them out there. So in February, we had Carla Hall. Do you know her from Top Chef? So she's an African-American woman who competed on Top Chef in her regular season and then in a, an all-star season, and she graduated from Howard University, so she's an HBCU grad, and she's very much focused on her history and elevating um, traditional African American foods, like doing it her way. And even on the show, um, that's what she did. You know, mostly vegetarian. Not that she, you know, doesn't do other things, but she stayed true to her her ex- like lived experience and uh-huh. focus. So. We had an event in February where she did a cooking demonstration, and then we had a panel discussion about health equity and hypertension. So I can see you're touring all over the country doing cooking demonstrations at the epilepsy conferences. Yes. And sharing your techniques and ideas with your love of food and cooking. You heard it here, folks. That's what I think should happen today.
1: I, I see it And I would love that like, We're I claiming would love it. it Anything with cooking Like you can sign me up Anything Like sign me up Whether it's uh, Learning or Training Like Teaching I love it Like sign me up I'm ready to go
0: Alright <laughs> We'll have to follow I'm, You know I'm serious uh, Dina Right I'm serious She's not She's thumbs up That's right we will follow up on that hey. <laughs> right. But for now I am going to thank both of you So much for being with us Here today this was an amazing Session I know our listeners Are so going to appreciate hearing your Authentic selves and The amazing people that you are and again Hello family for and thank you for letting them Be with us here today <laughs> <laughs> So again thank you for joining us
1: Thank you I want to shout out my mom Shante Spratley I want to shout out my kids, of course, Tariq, Journey, Kennedy, yeah. London, you know, and just my family, you know, for all of the support over these last five years of what I've been going through, you know. Life has been a struggle, but that's why God blessed me with the family that I have, you know, the support system that I have. And also this beautiful young lady right here, you know, she puts up and deals with a lot, you know. She does, you know, and I love her for it, like, I wouldn't trade, her, wouldn't trade her in for – maybe I, I would trade her in for the night to have epilepsy. But. <laughs> you were doing so well. I, I knew I should have said cut. I it. should have said cut right That's there. about it, though. But it. Thank you, though. <laughs> I love her. I
2: love you, too, babe.
1: Uh, oh man. Thank, you. thank you. guys, too, Miss Dina and Miss Felicia. Thank you guys for allowing us to be here and, and speak and tell, you know, And I'm not a real, I'm an introvert, so I don't know if you guys can tell me that, but I like to stay in a closed shell. So thank you. like Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: You are welcome. You are quite welcome. I want to thank all of our listeners as well. This is Health Healing and Hampton Roads.